Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Close your eyes, unless you're driving, in which case don't close your eyes because that's dangerous. Now try to imagine a missing person in Singapore, whether it's a poster or a police report. Who do you see? Usually it's a kid, a missing child, or someone who's much older, like a missing granny. You know who we usually don't see. A hard-working, middle-aged woman, a wife, a mother. There's just too much at stake. And it's so rare that women will just up and leave their children, right? At least not willingly. Hi, I'm Teddy and welcome to A Briefcase. Today, we're covering the disappearance of Madame Chan Mui Mui. Madame Chan Mui Mui. She was married in the 1970s, and by 1991, she'd been married for about 18 years. Chan Mui Mui, she didn't exactly have a happy home life. Her husband worked in a shipyard, so you know the hours are pretty long. On top of that, he also had a drinking problem. He would always come back really, really late, and it was alleged that they didn't sleep together, not in the same bed. And it was also alleged that they wouldn't really talk. And when they did talk, it would be a massive argument. And the thing that they argued most about was this car that he bought. Alright, so earlier in their marriage, I guess before all this, she really, really wanted like a sporty car, a sports car, like just something really racy and all that. And it's not really specified what kind of car it is, right? So her husband, he bought the car and was like, nah. This is your car, okay? This is, this car is yours. And usually that's the end of the story, right? She gets to use the car. He bought her a car. Happy ending. But what she really wanted was for the car to be in her name. So even though he was like, here's your car, the car was still technically in his name. All right. And I guess it may have been like a sense of ownership kind of thing. But the thing is that he didn't want to. In the midst of all of this, Mui was unhappy. She was so unhappy that according to sources, she tried to commit suicide. That's, that's awful. In either late February or very early March, she tried to throw herself out of the window in her home. But apparently, and very luckily, there was an abandoned sofa at the bottom of her block that stopped her fall. Her husband denies that all of this happened, even though there's supposed to be newspaper articles on this suicide attempt. And from the documentary I was watching, these sources are in Chinese, so I can't confirm this either, but if anyone knows, would appreciate the translations. Moving on, you would think that Chan Mei Mei and her husband, they would get 
divorced if they were so unhappy, right? Especially in this day and age, but no. So I don't know if it was because the 1990s were a different time or if it was because they had two children and wanted to stay together for the children because that's something that happens quite a lot. Chan Mui Mui and her husband, they had two sons and from what we can tell, she loved them very much. So now I'm going to drop you into a day in her life. So Chen Mui Mui, she had a little business, alright? She was hardworking, she was enterprising. Every morning, she would wake up early and go to Chongpang Market in Yishun. Yeah, Yishun. And she would bulk buy vegetables wholesale. She would bring these vegetables back to her house and she would wash them in the corridor outside her flat. She would wash them in buckets and she was on pretty good terms with her neighbours, so nobody really minded. So one of her neighbours, um, I think her name was Mary, she recalled that Chan Mui Mui, she would always give her free vegetables and fresh vegetables. So she was also a pretty generous person. She had an assistant. Um, he was either an assistant or a business partner, it's not really confirmed. His name was Lim. So Lim was quite a lot younger, he was like a younger man. And he would help her, he would come and help her wash the vegetables and pack the vegetables. It wasn't specified whether he would go with her to actually sell the vegetables, right? But after washing and packing it, he would definitely help her load it into her truck. After the vegetables were loaded, in the mornings and afternoons, she would drive around selling her vegetables in her like mobile grocery store. And her biggest customers were foreign workers in construction sites, which makes a lot of sense because they're really busy. And do you really want to drag yourself to go grocery shopping after a long day of manual labor? After she was done with her day, she would go home, shower and change. Now it's mentioned here, that she would always dress up really well. And I think that the word used was even sexy, okay? Now, reading between the lines, it seems to be implying that she's dressing better than you'd expect for the wife of a shipyard and an individual grocer, I don't know, but maybe they were both doing very well professionally and, you know, shipyards, they pay quite well. So after she was all dressed up, she would go to her mom's house to play mahjong. And this would usually be with her mom, her sister, her brother-in-law. So that was her usual daily routine. We fast forward to 3rd March 1991. Her husband, as usual, had come in very very late at night. Or you know, you can call it very very early in the morning after she'd gone to sleep. So he remembers waking up earlier around 5am and seeing her lying in bed when he changed to go to work because he still had to go to their room to change. Now, we know that Chan Mui Mui, she did start going about her day. She didn't just stay at home because one of her usual vegetable sellers remembers seeing her at about 10am at Chongpang Market. We don't know what happens after that, but we do know that she never showed up to her mahjong session. Alright, and the next day, her business partner Lim, he was worried. She didn't show up in the morning to pack vegetables either. Because remember, they would wash and pack the vegetables in the corridor together. So Lim, he was the first one to lodge a police report. And on top of lodging a police report, he went looking for her. And he even found her truck in a field in Ulu Sembawang. That's right. Ulu Sembawang, which was the same place where they found Rami's body, that we covered in episode 33, the unsolved murder of Rami Biran Kanikspari. She was nowhere to be found, and so the police were like, oh, here's her truck, no trace of her. So they started sweeping the area. So Mui Mui's husband, 
her sister and her brother-in-law even showed up to help, but she was never found. There was, however, a related incident shortly after she went missing. So about a week after, on 9th March 1991, the police actually found a body in the canal in Woodlands, which is also in the north. And it was a badly decomposed body and he had a rope around its neck with gold earrings and a gold bracelet. So her husband, Chan Mumei's husband, was called in to check on the body. But he was like, this isn't her. There isn't a lump on her shoulder and there should be a scar on her stomach from a surgery that she had a couple of years ago because, you know, you you expect your husband to know these things. But then again, the body was super decomposed. So sometimes you can't really tell either. But the police combat dental records and it definitely wasn't her. So now we have to get into the theories and there are a number of theories. The first one was that she was robbed. Remember, we thought that Chan Mui Mui, the way she dressed was pretty baller. She might have been robbed because she liked to wear gold jewelry. And remember in the 90s, there was a pretty big snatch thief issue. I remember seeing all these signs to say not to wear conspicuous gold jewelry when you're going out. I, I can't remember if any of y'all can recall that. She could have been robbed and murdered while she was out on her rounds but the police thought that this wasn't possible because if they did anything there wasn't enough time to clean up the truck because remember Lim found the truck just about a day after and the thing is that construction sites are super dirty they have mud they have soil they have cement and her truck was really clean and in a construction site they thought that there would have been at least one witness it wasn't impossible, but this would have been really unlikely considering the state of the truck that they found. The second theory, the police also considered Lim, alright? I mean, why did he file the missing person's report so quickly? It's like a day after she goes missing, right? And she's a grown woman. And how did he know exactly where to find the truck? Did she... Did she abandon the truck to run away with him? But surely she wouldn't have just left her kids. And everything pointed towards them having a business relationship, like a platonic relationship. So the police considered this and investigated into it. But again, there was insufficient evidence. Now, these are the two theories that were in the episode of Missing on Me Watch that I relied on pretty heavily for research on this case. One, that she was robbed. And two that she ran away with Lim or she was maybe taken by him or something like that. The other two that I'm about to go through, I found on Reddit. The first one is that it was the husband because he was done with the relationship, you know? He was checked out. But again, there wasn't any evidence pointing towards that. And after she went missing, he actually searched for her with his relatives for days and months and years. The second theory is that, remember, she had money, or at least it looked like she had money, and more money than you'd expect. And this is just a conspiracy theory from some Redditors, is that her job as a traveling grocer would have given her the best opportunity to ferry things like drugs or money or whatever for gangsters in Singapore in the 90s and she eventually got caught up with the wrong crowd and this would make sense because she was so mobile but again guys this is just a discussion on a reddit thread and it's very unsubstantiated all these theories aside Chan Mui Mui was just never found and she remains missing to today 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of A Briefcase, The Disappearance of Chan Mui Mui. What do you think really happened? Drop me a message or just answer my story on Instagram on A Briefcase Podcast and you'll find all the show notes and everything at abriefcasepodcast.com online. And do join us next week for another brief case. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.